people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> Guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day. Hump, hump, hump day. Hump, 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 hump day. <laughs> Oh, everybody loves a camel on a cold morning. Ride your you know, camel back, to work. Back when I was a smoker, I could say that, but uh, <laughs> not anymore. Rusty, do you know what day it is? Uh, hump day? It's pit count day. Oh, okay. All right. It is the day across so it was the a, nation. It was a trick question. Good for you. <laughs> when the... Nationwide, they count people who are homeless. Or, and in our case here in Marsh County, we don't just count the people who are currently homeless, but we actually count the people who have a fear of being homeless in the next month or two. So, you know, if they're having to rely on on somebody to a donation to help keep them in the home that they're staying at, you know, go to the trustee and get money or churches, or other charitable organizations. That's who they want to hear from today. Um, if you have uh, some friends who can't afford a place and they're staying in your house, that's the person they want to talk to today. So it's Pit Count Day, and here in Plymouth, there are three locations for Marshall County that you can fill out the form, or you might be even asked to fill out a form. Um, they are the Bread of Life Food Pantry at 6770 North Michigan Road. They will be doing it from 1 to 3 during their uh, pantry today. The Marsh County Neighborhood Center at 402 West Garrow Street. They're going to be doing the pit count from 10 until noon. And then again from 5 until 7. And that's when their pantries are open today. And the Plymouth Goodwill Store. At 1547 Pilgrim Lane, they will be uh, have somebody in there, a specialist in there, to help you fill out your pit count survey from 10 until 2. So get in there, fill them out, because it helps Marshall County to be able to access additional dollars to bring here to help that kind of population. Yeah. So, um, somebody the other day asked us what... what to define homeless um and it is it's different in a rural community than right. it is in a um uh, uh an urban metropolitan place. area yeah because I mean, you see homelessness 
uh, there other places right. here you do not and it, it ha- <clears throat> excuse me it has more to do with uh, um, if you aren't renting a place that is safe if you aren't renting a place that has a bedroom a bathroom and a kitchen even if it's in one room it's still but if but you've got to have those three things yeah. well like the apartment or the motels out on the north end of town those people need to fill out this form. Yeah, Living in one room with a whole family is not appropriate. And that's, yeah, that that is tantamount right. to homelessness. I mean, it's yes. not literally from the classic definition Correct. homeless. It's not, it doesn't meet the federal designation, right. but it does meet Marshall County's designation. Well, the, yeah, the designation for a rural area. Right. So, um, yeah, it looks different. But it is it is the same in a lot of ways. Basically, you may be inside out of the cold, but you have no idea where you're going to be inside out of the cold next week or even tomorrow. So right. that that is. You might be sleeping in somebody's basement. Right. Um, and you may have been there for weeks or months. Right. But. Are they going to let you stay there for more that's, weeks that's, and months? That's not a permanent situation. Uh-uh. You would be considered in the rural definition right. as homeless. Right. So that's what they're looking for. Yeah, they're looking for folks, that, and they're trying to find money to help them. Exactly. And a lot of it has to do with um, anybody who has tried to rent a property or whatever, especially when they're either just getting started in life or maybe had a blip in their life and are sure. needing to get back Um Finding the money for the deposit, renting a place is almost exactly the same as when our parents were building their first home, coming up with that deposit, the money for this, the money for that, the the deposits for all the utilities. Right. Um, The last time, it's been a a while ago, but I know that the last time that, uh, one of the times we we had to borrow money. Sure. To have enough. To get enough to, to, to get move into a place. Yeah. Um, because it was first and last month. Exactly. And all that you're talking about. In this market, think about it. A cheap place, I, you're looking at $2,000 just for first say, and last month rent. I saw, a, I think it was a one-bedroom house for rent. And it was eight hundred dollars. Okay, so you're talking so you got to have sixteen hundred for your first and last. You have to have a deposit for your water. Right. You have to have a deposit for, for your, your gas and electric right. through Nipsco if you're in the city. Right. Um. You know, if you're out of the city, you got to go to REMC yeah. too. I mean, let's it's put it tough. this way: I bought a house in the '80s, and I paid less of a down payment <laughs> to buy the house than I did to move into my first apartment here. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it it and that's that's the problem is that they somehow you need to find a way to help people get past that exactly block. And once yes. you can get into now I know I've got that. this much a month, I can pay this, but it's not when you first move into a place, it's not okay, well, here's your first month's rent and here we go. Because you know you can afford that monthly. I can do it monthly, but that, right. that deposit. But you're banged right up front yeah. for like two months plus yes. utilities and everything. I mean, basically, you're paying 
what you would normally pay in a month, you're paying three times that. So finding that, and that's got to be cash. It's not so, okay, well, I'll pay you my deposit as we go. How's that? The utilities don't particularly no. agree to that. Sometimes so. a landlord will allow you to right. stretch it out over a couple sure. of months. And we've had um, that before too, where but, they've said, you know, if you can get it, if you can get that all to me in the, in the first two months you're there, yeah. we're cool. But uh, but they know me, you know what I mean. That's a right. lot of it goes right. to they know, you know. It was like it was like I said, it's not like you're going to hide from me. I, I know where you are, so I can come and, come and talk to you if I need you, to. Yes. So yeah, it, it's. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's tough, and you know I think those are, those are the people that are trying to help us that need that kind of thing. Definitely, so, yeah. So it's happening today. So if you know somebody or you are that person, please take advantage of it. Go to one of the pantries and uh, fill out the paperwork, um, and don't be offended if they ask you to no. fill out the paperwork because yeah. the more paperwork we have the better off we're going to be at being able to acquire additional funds and grants and that kind of stuff. So um, two stories that I really want to highlight this morning. The first one has to do with the Red Rock Inn. And on Monday, Plymouth Building Commissioner Keith Hammonds asked um, the Board of Public Works and Safety to affirm an order that was put in place in November um, to have the home at the back of the Red Rock Inn demolished. And after that part, then he's sending a letter to Mr. Patel, who lives in New Jersey. He's the property owner, out-of-state property owner, and telling him that he needs to demolish the back motel wing, too. It is not occupied at this time. Right. While there are some cars parked there, nobody is living in that back wing. Which so, fascinates me. Yeah, I know because you the, said it was the, the newest, newest part. one. Yeah, the the original hotel is the is the front end there that <laughs> hooks into crazy. that what used to be the lobby and the restaurant. Back end was built later, and we were even told, you know, save those. If you if you if somebody just comes in wants a room if you've got one in the in, in the, the main front, area put them up front put them up front but if you know if you if you're over that was our overflow and for well wow. the summer was full all the time oh, yeah but uh, yeah that was the newest part of the hotel this all stems from November when the Board of Public Works and Safety uh, approved the request of the Plymouth Building Commissioner to have the property owner take action. And actually, in that November meeting, Mr. Patel came from New Jersey and attended the meeting in person. And so they talked about this. He he wanted a 60-day order to make both of those structures, the home and that back up wing, um, habitable again. They, they weren't inhabitable and that, that if they're going to be up and existing, they needed to rehab them and make it so that they were safe and that somebody could live in in them. Absolutely, since November, no action has taken. Mr. Patel did ask for six months because he said COVID has really put the hurt on their business. And um, the Board of Works said... Mm, no, we want to see some action in 60 days. So they left it at 60 days. That 60 days came up the middle of December, 
And so here we are now, and the city is not going to give up on it. And they're going, they're going to force him to have to demolish that now, both of those structures, because they're unsafe. I don't. I. I don't know. I I think that's the right way to do it, though. They're going about it the the legal way. The problem we have in this community, and I think every community is going through, is absentee owners. Uh, yes. I would um, totally agree with you. But that, that that's twofold. It's the reason we don't have trouble with local politicians. If you're an owner in this town, you got to go to the grocery store. You got to go buy coffee. <laughs> and people in this town are going to say, when are you going to clean up that? And you're going to hear about it. You're going to be held responsible. Um, if you live in wherever, nobody even knows who you are. Do you care? No, you don't. As long as that rent check's coming in and meeting whatever your bottom line yep. is, you're okay with that. You don't care. So uh, the problems we've had with properties around here are not with local people who own them. It's with the ones that are owned by big companies or whoever out of town who bought them as a quick investment and bang. I, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's the right way to go about it. I mean, you know, getting all the people that want to just tear everything out there down. Well, those are the same people who say that vaccines are imposing on their rights. So people own those properties. You can't just walk in with a bulldozer and bulldoze yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Somebody owns um, it. You got to go through the process. And the city's going through the process right now saying, look, we're tired of it. We know you're absentee. We know you don't care. But take care of it because we live here. I just looked up the address on Realtor.com to see, and it's off. it says it's off the market right now. When Mr. Patel was here in November, he said he had talked to a local realtor who was willing to list it but wanted him to be realistic that it was not going to sell very fast, that it would pro it could take a oh, year yeah. before they could actually well, find a The condition it's it. in? Who would right. buy that? No, I don't think anybody. The only reason I'd buy it is to tear it down. <laughs> and start over again. Yeah. And you have to be very careful in that location because you're close to the airport. <laughs> so you, you can't be too tall. And, and it's been there since, what, the early 60s? So you have no idea what <laughs> lurks underground. Oh. So, you know, I... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's only one reason to buy that and the property across the street is because you want to tear them down. And, uh, you know, I don't see anybody who has those deeper pockets. I, I will tell you, just looking on the county's GIS, that, uh, you know, they're paying well over $8,000 a year in taxes for see, that that's property. the other thing. As long as somebody's in there, you're getting tax money. But is it, right? that, that's the trade-off. Is it? <laughs> and my feeling in this case, it's not worth $8,000 a year to have that continue. So I I don't know. Like I said, at least the, the city's going about it the right way. The proper channels, let's get it taken care of. And, you know, if you don't want to work with us, then we do have options and we're going to take them. Um, so I don't know. I, I, once again, that's a way to do it. It really is. Yeah. But it is for the, I, I just wanted to really clarify that it's for that back wing. Right. That doesn't already have anybody living in it. Right. It's, it's vacant. So it's not yeah. like we're kicking people out no. uh, of their home. And that, and that's the other part. You can tear all that down 
these people got to live somewhere. So all you're doing is moving the road show to another location. And that's, that's the problem. The other story um, that I want to talk about um, actually came from Ward Byers, the director of Marshall County Community Corrections. He sent a press release out yesterday um, that was really interesting. And what it boils down to is that one of his employees, um, who is a field officer, discovered a couple of children sitting out by the courthouse in a car unattended yesterday without the car running and come to find out, I talked to Ward this morning, so come to find out that this gentleman. Wait a minute. <laughs> Kathy has more details. Take it away. Um, a guy came to community corrections because he had to do his reporting. He came, brought his two kids, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, in with them. They said, you can't have kids here. That's part of the rules. You can't do that. He goes, okay, I'll take them out to the car. My mom's out in the car. I'll leave them with her. So he took kids out to the car. Then he did his drug test. He failed his drug test. So he was arrested, and he was transported out to the Marsh County Jail. Well, Jeff Sharp comes along. And notices these two kids sitting in this car. It's 20 degrees outside. The car's not running. And he knows that they've been there at least for a half an hour. Because he knows whose car it is. Right. Um, and so he t he gets, the doors are unlocked. He gets the kids out of the car. Takes them inside. A two-year-old and a four-year-old. Takes them inside. And now we find out that the guy never told community corrections that his kids were in the car alone when they were going to arrest him. He got out to the jail. He never said a word to anybody at the jail that his kids were sitting back at the courthouse in the car by themselves. So there, there is more than the article that was provided or it was, it's at least been cleared up because, you know, like people say, well, well, you know, he couldn't take him in, so he was doing the right thing. Well, he wasn't doing the right thing by leaving two little kids in a car when it's 20 degrees outside, and the car's not... Well, what if he was low on gas? I don't care if he was low on gas or not. You don't leave your kids outside in the car. Here's... Okay, I see... This is one where I can kind kind of see the backstory a little bit. Should I ask? He, should I have well, asked him where the parent, the other parent was? Well, I mean, no, I, that's. I mean, you that know, parent at, could at, have been working or at in this prison. point. Who knows? Yeah, at this point, I, you know, like, like that. That was the first question I had was where, where was, whoever is, co-parenting with this yes. person, whether it's marriage or whatever. Why does he have them anyway? when he's going to report him to his parole officer. I, I don't understand. You know, obviously there's a child care difficulty there. But here's the thought process I'm I'm thinking. Okay. Just and I'm not making an excuse. It is <laughs> okay. it is it is one hundred percent a really poor set of priorities. He walks in, he's told he can't have them. 
He doesn't want to show that he's irresponsible and has nobody to, that this whole thing is going to. So my mom's out there thinking I'll be in and out of here in the normal time, five, 10 minutes. I take my test. Boom, I'm gone. So they'll be okay out there for however long I'm going. Then he finds out he screwed up again. Now, he's already lied about who's with his kids. So do you want to admit and now to your parole exactly? Test, and so now. you want to admit to your parole officer not only did you lie about that, but you lied about something else. And so the first thing that goes through your head in my mind is I'm looking at really serious time here. But the choice in my mind is not what what in the world in what in the in in the I can't even find words allows you to do that to your kids. You know that somebody's just going to have to find them. I I I think I would say you know my mom isn't in the car with them. I lied about that. Go get my kids. Take care of my kids. This was totally unplanned. I'm sorry. I was trying to do. Okay, do you think? That, but, I mean. Obviously, he knew there was, he had put something in his system during the week that, I mean, oh, I'm okay. It's been 24 hours or it's been 48 hours. It's not going to show up. Kathy, now. every witch doctor in America has a cure for <laughs> what? Oh, so he drank the, the pickle juice test. or whatever. Yeah, you know, you drink pickle <laughs> juice and drink two gallons of water the day before and you're okay. But yeah, I, <laughs> you know, everybody has their own home remedy for how to pass a drug test, but. Um, yeah, I, that's the bottom line is he chose to, whatever, I don't know why he thought it would, because all I'm thinking about is if nobody gets my kids, they're going to die. Yeah. And As I'm walking out the door, I might say to whoever was taking me, hey, you know, I yeah. lied in there, and my kids are over there in that car Can right there. Can somebody please there? take care of them for you? Me? know, because I'm thinking to myself, you already know you're going away. Why, you know, the choice was, well, it's my kids or me. We see the choice. and But that's, that's totally 100% absolute complete conjecture on my part. Complete conjecture. Not any, I can't read minds. <laughs> I can't see into people's motive, but that's that's what I'm thinking is he was trying to somehow mitigate the trouble he was in, and it was at the expense of his kids, and, I, you know, that wouldn't have been my first thought. I mean, the first thing I would have thought of was, well, I'm going to have to take you. Okay, well, can somebody go get my kids? They're in the car. Um, I probably wouldn't have said Let me I call lied. My whatever, yeah. my neighbor, yeah. my mom, my Kim, my girlfriend, yeah. whatever yeah. you know, and tell them that I'm going and that I left the kids in the yeah. car. Yeah, to me, that's the inexcusable part that he was just going to leave them. There. Yeah, well, um, Plymouth police um, are doing an investigation into it, uh, along with the Indiana Department of Child Services. So. Well. They'll get to the bottom of it. And obviously, you know, he is now sitting in jail because he failed the drug test. And he's going to have more charges. Oh, yeah. Because that's neglect of a dependent right no, there. Easily. Yeah, that's just not smart thinking at no. all. So, 
Well, our guest is in the studio, so why don't we take our first break of the morning? Uh, oh. Look, the, at least I had the prize folder right there beside him, but he still can't get into it. <laughs> Knowing that we're coming to the show, there's prizes still not ready. I'm 150 years old. I can't remember <laughs> everything. Uh, we've got a car wash. Woohoo! Um, don't do it today, though. Yeah, that might be a bad idea. You might you freeze might wanna, the door. The doors might get frozen you might, shut. You might want to wait a little bit on this one. So uh, we're going to give a car wash. It's uh, car wash at eight twenty one. You can okay. Here's the thing I just noticed. Yes. If you work until two in the morning, you can still go get your car wash. It's twenty four hours. So uh, and it's like I touchless. Said, endorsed by my children, we bought one of these during the. Uh, uh, shop of the cop auction and he absolutely loved it and we're going to give it to caller number five nine three six four zero nine six nine three six four zero nine six caller five going to get a uh, car wash a car wash at 821 right over by uh, oliver ford and martins so start dialing if you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easygoing for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaican me crazy blueberry muffin or decaf coffee plymouth belmart bp opens at 4 a.m for all you early birds It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. 
Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Whoa! Time don't get no better. Cold weather blues. You're waiting for the hot springs. Muddy waters, cold weather blues. That's not exactly the walk-up music I ordered, but that's (laughs) (laughs) still pretty good. Oh, you would enjoy some nice I do, I do. Blues. I listen to Money Waters. I know. That's that's good stuff. But you still complained about it, so Yeah, well it's yeah, not yeah. you know, not walk up music, you know, appropriate. You know, you should have something that, you know fans get behind. Have you ever noticed everybody's a critic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I, I'm sure that we'll get ten thousand texts in. He's right. You're you're a jerk. Just, uh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. I he knew I liked muddy water. So no. well, I just assumed. Yeah. I really didn't no. know. I just assumed yeah. that would be that would be okay with you. But I guess I was wrong. So go ahead, guys. <laughs> who won? Who won the car wash? Oh, that's right, Sam. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Yeah. Once again, congratulations, Stan. You're you're, you're, you're you're fascinated by the fact I can't remember to get the prize out of the folder, <laughs> and Jim comes in here like, what was it? Maybe thirty seconds ago, and told me who the winner was, and I wrote it down. I on wrote a piece it of down. Paper? It's even attached to the thing. I just totally spelled correctly too. Totally. Sam. Yeah. It's really hard <laughs> to spell Sam. Hey, That's how I knew it was spelled correctly. The date on there, because we really want you to pick up your prizes we're gonna hold them for two weeks and then if you don't come in we're gonna give them away again yeah give them to somebody who wants them uh, you know and the funny thing is i think everybody wants them it's just like you know with, with most people it's just the thrill of victory yes <laughs> so you know I know I lived with somebody like that. Really don't care what they won, just yeah. as long as, as they won. won. I'm yeah. the winner. Yeah. Hearty yeah. handshake and a warm pat on the back is enough to there you go. get them to cut somebody's throat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a little competitive. Yeah. Anyway, Sam, it's waiting for you. Come get it. You're going to love it. Very good. Uh, Greg Hildebrand from Marsh County Economic Development Corporation is with us this morning, and his secondhand president of the Marsh County Park Board is with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to the mayor about this weather. Normally, he's on top of it here, and <laughs> this one's a little chilly. I though. think maybe he's on vacation or something. Oh, it's in, blue sky. In, it's lovely out there, but it's, yeah. it's a little chilly. Cold is what the word okay, is Okay, you guys today. go ahead and talk about take, how cold take, it is. I'm sweating. Take that here, into so. account when you're, you know, putting that ensemble together and, you know, out of that armoire and layers. Layers. <laughs> layers. I got... Long underwear on, I have a turtleneck on, and I have a sweatshirt on today. See, I think my mistake is the long underwear. Oh. Because when I got up, I'm walking. Sure, and it's colder. Yeah, it was five below when I got up. So, like, I'm walking, and then I thought, no, I'm not walking. (laughs) So I wonder if Maggie's noticed that I have her car yet. Um, (laughs) So it's... uh, we, we, I may be walking out he, of here. He may, yes, have yeah. to leave yeah. during the show to yeah. take the car back yeah, and walk back be, up here. Exactly. Yeah, I may be doing that, but you know, just, I'm like, nah, I ain't doing this this morning. It's just not going to happen. Uber wasn't a choice this morning. <laughs> mm, I'm guessing we don't have a lot of Ubers at the hour I come <laughs> at, in. At 5 a.m.? So, yeah, well, not quite that early, but yeah, I don't think a lot of Ubers I are I don't out. know. Do we even have... 
I think we, we have do. the occasional yeah. Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I don't know if we have a taxi service anymore, though. Uh, we did. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure if we have anybody know. doing that anymore. They kind of come and go. Yeah. From time yeah. to time, so I'm not sure. But. Well, Mr. Hildebrand, tell us what is happening with Marsh County Economic Development. Well, uh, top of the list is uh, closing on the manufacturing center yes. here. Um, we we got that all squared away. Uh, we'll be announcing that any day now. It, but the word is divert. You know, I right. is the company. Uh, has purchased that building. Uh, if you've been by there, you'll see that uh, they're, they're working, working away. on it. Yeah, yep. They're, they, <laughs> majority uh, is back, and they're working on it, getting it ready. And they're for getting them. it ready for them. They want to start uh, March. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. They're working away in there. Um, the other big n- news we have is that w- uh, Pitco had their uh, annual meeting yesterday. And it, during that annual meeting, they announced that uh, they are building a uh, building for PMG, uh, Plymouth Molding Group, is uh, hmm. currently located on Jim New Drive there. They are busting at the seams. They're a uh, plastic injection molder. Um and they have actually had to turn down some work because they just don't have the room to, <laughs> to accommodate, you know. Yeah, that's... So uh, they are building um, for lease, uh, a build-to-lease out there by uh, pretzels and Harrington noodles oh. on that property that Pitco has. Wonderful. Uh, they'll be breaking ground here uh, when it's not... Five below. <laughs> when it gets a little bit warmer. <laughs> yeah, more. You know, so we're we're excited about that. Uh, they've got some um, other interested parties in some of their additional land. So they were talking wow. about they're they're starting to be uh, land tight. Also, they've they've had some lots and uh, people are looking at them. And you know, it so. would have been so nice if that Veterans Parkway would have went through over there. Uh, because that would have opened up a little more yeah. possibility for expansion right. of the industrial park. But right. some of our city council members didn't see the benefit of that project when the federal government's going to pay 80% <laughs> of it, for crying out yeah, loud. We, we had a uh, – MACOG is working on um, freight uh, routes and freight, you know, trying to uh, ease the – for for manufacturing and other businesses, freight mobility through the, through the Maycog area, you know, and and that that did come up, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that would have been a beneficial part. It's of not gonna happen. that plan, but and then uh, another um, company that I can announce, we've had uh, tax abatement hearings uh, in Bourbon for CT Polymer. They're going to be moving into the. Uh, it was the old Omnisource building. Oh, okay. And uh, so they, they uh, I think about 25 jobs is one of you know, That's relocating. fantastic. So, yeah. It's it's a big deal over there. Yes, so, definitely. So anyway, with the sale of the uh, manufacturing center, we're looking at uh, yet another manufacturing The manu- possibility uh, of another where, one. And so um, Bremen at first wasn't too interested because of uh, – they didn't think they had some land and utilities and stuff, but they, they, the more they thought about it, they, they think they can do it. So now uh, we're we're weighing between Bremen, Bourbon, and Argus. You know where where do we put the next one? And and in the the whole Ready Grant situation that oh that gets in the mix too, too. Yeah. because uh, part one of the Ready Grant um, 
applications that uh, MCDC and, and some others that put together for the first round when they were just, you know, getting ideas. Looking for, yeah. Because yeah, the slate is clean now. And was, <laughs> we have now to do that all do. process again. <laughs> um, is a uh, revolving loan fund for uh, manufacturing, you know, like centers of uh, spec buildings, you know. Yeah. Uh, something that maybe we could help private developers, you know, and, and let them take on some of the risk and some of the, uh, some of the benefits too. You know, I mean, it's not all, certainly. you know, um, now this, this was our third manufacturing center and it was the first one that was sold right about the time it finished up. I mean, it technically it, was I sold Redevelopment before. commission might have one payment that exactly. they will have to make yeah. on that building and then it'll be done. Yeah. And so. we've also, uh, gain some some funds that we can use and reinvest you know i mean it, it wasn't we actually got what we were asking for it so wonderful you know uh we're not taking a loss you know well argus i mean you guys built a manufacturing center down there and that one's already expanded out uh, yeah yeah um These... but we haven't built in bourbon no and we haven't built in bremen although i almost would think that bremen would it's a bigger, a little bit bigger community, and would be a better chance. Plus, you got six right there. Well, uh, uh, access to thirty-one, and that's the nice thing about Bourbon is that uh, you know there's so much talk about, and and like I said, we were we were talking about the freight uh, plan, what they're going to close and what they're going to do with thirty. You know, right? Bourbon has this overpass that isn't going anywhere. It's always going to be accessible. Going to stay there. Yeah. So yes, we know it that it's got access to to Highway 30. So I mean, there's a benefits to locating in, in Bourbon, and the Bourbon's got a rail there also that you could also maybe do something with the rail spur. That's out of that, and their industrial park, I guess, would be basically on the west side of town. Yes. Yes. There's uh, talk about uh, developing some land on the north side, but I, I. I think they they're looking at uh, it's possible either an industry or housing a mixture of both. You know, they I think they're leaning towards the housing up there. Well, but. you need both, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, and, and and that's also in every every community in Marshall County has been addressing the housing, you know, needs. Uh, they're constantly talking about new projects and. Yeah, we I don't know. We kind of got stagnant for a while or something that, uh, you know, kind of. You know, you build a single house over here or a homeowner mm. there, but there wasn't the development of subdivisions or neighborhoods yeah, it's, like it's, that. And, and now take, we're doing that again. Yeah, well, we had that big, you know, correction in 2008, you know, where the housing was the <laughs> kind of the, the cause of all that big correction. And now we're getting back. And then, uh, of course, blame it on COVID, just like blame everything. Definitely. You know? <laughs> uh, the supply chains cost of manufacturing and materials uh help you know that just workers yes exactly it just has been contractors rough. are swamped yeah um you know occasionally i'll see on facebook somebody says anybody know a contractor that can take a tub right. out and put a new shower in and it's like good luck yeah i mean you're talking you might be six months or longer down the road because oh, yeah. contractors are so hard to come by yes they're they're Jobs are just lined up, and that's good for them. But then they don't have as many employees, right. so then it takes them longer to get a job done. And yeah, and and uh, vicious circle. It's been rough. COVID has been rough on them because uh, you got guys working 
that are in close quarters, you know, crews, and then all of a sudden you're you're that crew gets struck and they're <laughs> home for ten days and it puts everybody behind, you know, and then uh so it's it's been rough on them. But well, those are th- those are big three big announcements we got going on right now. Um uh look for more here in the next couple months as things uh get squared away and talk a little bit about divert um and the company that's going into the new manufacturing building we we've talked a little bit about it it's a it's a unique recycling yes they uh, are process it's a nationwide company and they work with grocers uh predominantly and and grocery distributors uh the first thing they do is they take food that can is edible and can be uh distributed to people to be uh, repackaged or used in uh, uh, food pantries, uh, much like um, oh, uh, cultivate. Cultivate, yeah. Does the they take food in that's been hasn't been actually served anybody, but has mm-hmm. been cooked and prepared for it, and then they repackage it and freeze it. The divert will do that first, and they work with the stores, you know, and say, okay, here, you know, let's divert this food to yeah. to to. Uh, to be used and then food that is actually spoiled or out of date or can't be uh served otherwise is would be typically be headed for landfill and what they do then is they take the organic matter out of that and they uh eventually convert it into natural gas much like down at the huyans uh dairy down there they take uh organic waste from cattle and it and turn it into uh electric energy through a digester you know um divert does that same thing they don't burn it to turn it into electricity they they take that natural gas that's generated and sell it into a utility um now uh it's a it's a closed system so you don't have to worry about you know as this food is uh, spoiling and ter- and being digested into the, that the smells because actually that's the what they're they're after that gas mm-hmm. you know that's their they, product they, they got to capture that exactly that's what they need right so so it's not you know and uh, they have their own containers and and it's a it's a pretty uh, clean quick system that they they use they they get the organic matter from the distributors you know like Kroger's you know that they work with there's others uh I I was told at I think redevelopment commission maybe um that their pro or their vendor right now their major vendor is Target yeah and that's who they will be you know and Target sells groceries in there so Mm -hmm. you see the bananas or the strawberries or uh, yeah I I suppose it'd be like the cottage cheese and Mm -hmm. those kind of things um and actually, it's my understanding that the, when it comes, like the strawberries we buy, you know, in that in plastic container, yeah. yes, that they get that mm-hmm. that too. So they had to get rid of that to get into right, the right. food part of and it. And they break out. Anything that's recyclable goes, you know, to, to be reclaimed. Yeah. And um, they're very green, very green company, you know. And so anyway, they, they take that organic matter and the uh, first step is... They take all that uh, organic matter and the recyclables and divert that away from their landfill. So that keeping it and the grocery distributors get credit for keeping things out of the landfill. Well, that's good. Then the organic matter they turn that into a slurry um, that can be digested into this gas, and then and they'll create that. And they, 
as uh, that digester is developed, and that they will take that initial slurry and sell it to someone like the Huyens, you know, somebody that has a a, a, a digester base, yeah, already going, can be used to turn it into uh, energy. Then the third and final step is, and they they do that themselves. They they create this digester that turns that into gas that can be marketed back to uh, utilities, and then the, the solids are used as a soil conditioner or fertilizer type, you know, oh, wow. then they sell that out. So, and, and so initially with the building that they have right now, um, they're going to, the trucks will come inside. Trucks will come inside. So that it's not like they're going to be sitting outside, no. kind of like at the landfill or anything no. like that. The trucks will come inside. They're going to weigh the material. Right. They're going to photograph the material. Yep. And actually they, they work with the vendor mm-hmm. to try and minimize that as much as possible exactly yeah um so i mean which is kind of cutting their own throat but <laughs> oh it's, it's it's in their it's in their mission you know that's that's what they're all set up to do is to help the uh grocery chains and the store chains you know to to recoup that to to make them more green and then until we get an expansion on the building then that that semi will pull out mm-hmm. and take it to another place where they'll make the slurry. Right, right. And it, they'll, they'll be combined and, and uh, condensed in that area. So, and, But eventually, then, that would be the second phase that right. where they would build here and they would make the slurry here. Exactly. And then the plan, the initial plan is actually to sell that slurry down to Huyens and let them do it. And then down the road, and we're talking a couple of years, yeah. I mean, they really, you know, are not charging forward full force um when they see the slurry and and how things are going then they would do another addition and it's i mean we're talking multi-million on that yeah. final phase yeah multi-million but it, they would get their own digester at that location and create their own gas and then they would actually put the gas they have to work with nipsco to put that gas directly in the gas line i think which is on the north side of 30. There is a, a one of the main gas lines up there. Yeah, so that so. it wouldn't be held in Plymouth. It wouldn't be trucked somewhere. No, no. You know, they want that direct access yeah. to get it into right. uh, the line. So it sounds like a really neat company. And as yep. you said, I mean, they are across the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not brand new. Although no. it's we're Midwest, yep. which is new to them. Um but they have they're established in both coasts you know they're they're based right. out of uh Massachusetts and Delaware and, and but they have facilities uh down in the southeast and also on on the western coast and this is their Chicago midwest uh, location yeah well it, it sounds really exciting yeah. and to, to see them and they will be hiring oh yeah. um gosh i can't remember i want to say 12 to 15 or 20 maybe in that first phase right right and they're a very good pay, mm-hmm. and it's not because you have to smell something stinky all the time. <laughs> no, like no. no, it's not no. like the fertilizer plant, right? Right. <laughs> no, um, but they are they are a very high paying job. So yeah. uh, you know, I mean, people are people are going to want to get in. There. Yeah these these first round of um, hiring, you know, there'll be some uh, manual labor, but uh, most of it will be skilled labor as far as uh, engineering, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing, you know, and uh, so. Yeah, they're they're well paying jobs. That's Good for sure. And then the next manufacturing center that you talked about that mm-hmm. uh, I mean there's discussion of number four getting started. Yeah. 
who as who makes the determination but obviously you got to work it's not just marsh county economic development corporation making that decision because they have to work with the community exactly who is willing like plymouth was we invested tiff funds into Mm -hmm. that project um so you got to find somebody who's willing to work with you to do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll explore those options. You know, as to where <laughs> where we think uh, the most marketable uh, location, and also uh, where can we do the most good. You know, in the county. So. Well, and obviously, working. you know, semi traffic and rail are really two important pieces right, right. for that. So. And and it's been really nice having that building uh, out there on the market because it. Generates a lot of leads. I actually uh, t- took a phone call this morning about somebody wanted to, really, to per, you know, we're and, inquiring so, about that building. So did you say, well, that one, that one, we're closing yeah, on, I but did. we are looking at building another we're, one. Yes, and 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 they asked me about buildings that size available in the county and you know in the area, and it's there's not a lot of them. I mean, that's that's the the size they're they're looking for is that that's a sweet spot that 40,000 30 40,000 square foot you know and then expandable you know and the nice piece on this one is when marsh county economic does this project it it's not it's finished on the outside but on the inside it's not no no Uh, yeah it's so that they can put what they want underground exactly Uh, if they need lots of water lines or air lines or uh, yeah, and a hydraulic flo- lines type thing, and a, and flooring a, a big part of that is what your what the intended use for it is. The you weight know? that's yeah, going to be yeah. on there. If you have like a heavy industrial impact, you know, uh, something you got a lot more concrete than if it was just basically a warehouse. To, right. You know, so uh, and in office space, some places are you know depending. Are we talking to corporate headquarters with some manufacturing in the back? Going to need more office space, whereas if it's just a remote location, minimal Minimal space up front, yeah, and really in the backside. Well, that's that's cool. So we're working away on those. Um, The other one I I wanted to make sure I mentioned is, uh, and I already mentioned was the ready grant, that process. (laughs) (laughs) That's the $50 million grant that the region received so right. uh, st joe elkhart marshall county the three of us together went together put an application in um i don't i think we i won't say one of i won't is it one of the few who actually got the whole 50 that we asked for yeah and I, i'm trying to think how many i know the three regions across the top of the state all got 50 uh um southwest region i believe got 50 but i think that was about it and and i do know that um we did get some comments about you know that our presentation was spot on and they really were impressed with what we were looking for i i think that we've been you know with stellar and some of that Mm -hmm. stuff we've got this committee put together yeah that kind of everybody's working together and so it's within the region really beneficial mm -hmm. and i know i talked i don't know who we talked to but that like it, it's not they're not looking at okay here's the population of Marshall County here's right. the population of St. Joe and here's the population of Elkhart you're going to get this much no. you're going to get that much no it it now it goes quality of by project. the project yeah that's and uh that's 
what they stress to us also is just, uh, it, and I forget the numbers involved, but let's say just because Marshall County is only 20% of the population of this region, you know, uh, doesn't mean we're only going to get 20% or that we're guaranteed to get 20% either. Right, I mean, true. It, it works both ways. But uh, what what they're looking for is uh, quality of projects that meet the 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 require the parameters of the grant you know to that fulfillment they definitely are looking for projects that are going to have the biggest impact right. on the most people right right um and i would certainly think while i know there are a few projects i think that were put in that were more on the private mm-hmm. level i i would certainly would think that we would look at the bigger right. picture yeah. of you know this place is, wants to put in this little place, and now people are going to come here and buy stuff from them. And you know, yeah. no, we want to look on the grand scale. Like right. we want to put a project together. And and uh, one of the things that kind of gets lost in it, you know, it, it's is that it's this money, this fifty million, is only meant to yeah. uh, be twenty percent of any any project. So up to twenty percent of a project, and then there's a twenty percent match of that. From the local government, local, right. you know, uh, either town, county, um, township, township, I mean, yeah, be, yeah. There's a match there, and then the the bulk of the money has to come from private. Sixty percent. Sixty percent. So, uh, and that plays into the quality of these projects. Is uh, how viable is that match? You know, I mean, if if it's a good project, yes, but they really not much viability in making that you know they really don't have a plan to get that additional 60 percent or or resources to raise that do you have to put that like now because you're resubmitting now right. now you're looking mm-hmm. at what marshall county submitted and you're narrowing it down to really pick some projects yeah. and do you have to like go Talk out about and, where and, and say okay well we've talked to this person and that company and this company and they are they yeah, we you know they you, they want to see well how do you intend to to make those matches you know because yeah that they don't want to earmark money for a project that never comes to fruition you know so or, I mean I, I, it'll probably happen it's just that that's not what they want to do it's just like that other grant well there was the, the regional cities yeah the regional cities they got forty three million and some of the projects that were originally uh, earmarked in that never happened because they just couldn't match you know um while others and times change needs change you know that and and things came up that well you know we've got these regional city funds and if i'm not mistaken i think they just allocated the final dollars from that regional city uh within the past year year and a half or so um and I know that the manufacturing center has regional cities money mm-hmm. that's rolled up in it that had actually rolled over from other manufacturing center. And now that money is earmarked for yet again to be rolled into to the next, next one, uh, couple which is projects. kind of, yeah. that's kind of neat. Right. And that's the kind of thing they're looking for too, is sustainability. You know, it'd be a shame to get uh, $50 million. And, and I think, I forget. I could do the math real quick. It, it, to, you know, that's twenty percent of, of that yes. is you know, and then uh, I, I can't do that. Those are too big a numbers. But <laughs> but actually, you can. Ex- Why are you both looking at me? You know, I have no clue. I don't even know what fifty million is. So. Uh, it'd be two hundred fifty million. Wouldn't it be twenty percent? So twenty percent of two hundred fifty million, right? Yeah, I would say so. so. You're close in the ballpark. Yeah. Of the uh, anyway, um, uh. 
if that's all we got out of it, it'd be a shame because actually we could leverage that, you know, and if you have sustainable projects that, you know, can leverage that money, pay it back like manufacturing centers. And then roll it into another project. We could, maybe yes. we could get, keep, you know, 400,000, yeah. you know, worth of projects, 400 wow. million worth of projects, you know, so uh, that that's the type of thing they're looking at. And, and for the Marshall County um, projects or application who who's making that determination well um a, a, <laughs> there anybody can can apply can, re, can put back in an application exactly okay. now there uh crossroads is very interested in in helping with that process and would like people to to they would like to help the communities help the organizations because um it's going to take a a quality project, first of all, and and in a quality presentation of that, a, a quality packaging of that. Yes. So they would like to help with that process. Um, they've put together a subcommittee that's going to help in that, you know, oversee that process. They've got projects they'd like to develop. I know uh, every community in Marshall County has had some projects they would like to do. Uh, MCDC has projects. L L N has you know the career innovation center true we would like to do so uh that crossroads wants to be that that uh resource for them to oh, help cool. help that so and obviously some organization or individual that would submit their own is not going to have all the expertise behind them yeah. and the experience right. from Crossroads of, yeah. of already being involved in and, all of this and, and how, and Crossroads how to make is going, a quality project. Yeah, and it's not just the Crossroads volunteers themselves. That Crossroads is actually going out and getting some professional help to, to help packages. And wow. to, so it's a, they'll be a great resource if anybody, you know, if you have a good idea for a project or you, you have a project that you – You've already submitted once, you know, it'd be well worth your while to get a hold of them. I think the biggest thing is, is you know, think about projects that are going to have a, a good impact on a variety of people. Mm -hmm. uh, just like you said about the learning center, the career, the yeah, career, career you know, center. obviously that would be for uh, folks who are maybe working but they need some additional training. Yep. They could go to the career center, get additional training. Then they can move up in their job, which gives them a better pay. The, um, the Department of Education has kind of changed the way kids get their uh, high school education now. And, I, and trust me, I don't understand all of it. And it's a moving target, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, they are making them kind of uh, do tracks as far as, you know, you have the, the career technical education and you have uh, college, you know, bound yep. students, you know, and and the kids are having to make a choice, you know, and, and they're giving them an opportunity to maybe uh, get that certificate, that technical training while they're still in high school uh, at no cost, you know, or minimal cost anyway, yep. and be able to come out of uh, graduation with a skill, a trade that you yeah. can then go on to, to for further education without the cost of a college education, you know, because college is getting very affordable, very unaffordable, very expensive <laughs> is the word I was looking for. Out of reach is what I would, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, and it's having an effect on, on uh, the high school kids making decisions on right. what post-graduation they're doing. You know, you just 
Jeter. I have two that didn't want student loans went into the trades. Yeah. Now, they were leaning that way anyway. Right. But, but uh, you know, I encourage them to go to at least two-year school, get yeah. something you can use and fall back on. They're like, why would I want $20,000 in student loans? I'm just going straight there. Yeah. So, so I mean. And, and they're doing well. Well, and, and the fact <laughs> of the matter is they, they now, uh, young adults that could take evening courses and get that two-year degree yeah. without having to take on the student yeah. debt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you come out of high school with a certificate in CNC or robotics or automotive, uh you know, doesn't mean that you, you, you don't, you're not you, going to college. Not, you yeah, you know, just like a lot of college kids change majors two or three times, and then they come out and they're not actually really? using their major <laughs> to make a living. Really? You know? That never happens. <laughs> uh, that kid that, you know, became a certified electrician comes out, and he, he works in the electrical trade for a half dozen years, a year, you know, 10 years, but maybe learns business skills and goes out on his own or even – well, goes into another field. Bottom line there too is if you're working in the if you're a, a card carrying electrician, yeah, you can make enough money. You don't have to worry about paying for your education. Exactly. You see, that's the thing. Yeah. You get that base built up. Right. You can go back and get whatever you want. Exactly. And move on from there. So. Yeah. So I mean, so that that's what they're you know, and the state is that's what the direction they're pushing. Here in Marshall County, uh, being part of the uh, ten school district uh, cooperative. All these trade programs are held at different schools, you know, that can host them. And uh, they offer some great programs, but some of them are just not, uh, in, in reality, just not available to, to all 10 school districts right. because of logistics, traveling, logistics, time. You know, not only is it an hour travel time from Triton to Knox, it's an hour difference. Time zone, too. <laughs> you know, the kids <laughs> leave at 8 a.m., get there at 8 a.m., but they d finish up their program at 10 a.m. and don't get to Triton until noon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. uh, so that that's we're, we're trying to get that located and essentially located, you know, as much as we can so that it's convenient for everyone. Yeah, well, that's something that I think it can be very helpful, and not just to to high school students, but to, to people of all too, ages. Because sure. uh, you know, I was talking to somebody about uh, the, a welding lab, for instance. You know, you oh, have yeah. uh, high school kids in there from eight to three. You've got adults maybe in there from four to eight, and then why wouldn't you have incarcerated personnel oh, in yeah, there yeah, that yeah, are yeah. under supervision sure. from? Yep. Eight to midnight because I mean I hate to cut into their sleep, but I don't know that they're doing anything else out there, right? So so let's maybe you know. Well, and I can't imagine how much of a benefit that is for somebody who's wanting to get back into exactly, society you know, than sure. walking out with a welding certificate. Yeah, and and you know, old. and yeah. we're not gonna twist their arms to do it, but if they want to you know be well behaved and, and mind their p's and q's by all means we'll bring them in this is an, an advantage yeah. overnight yes. when when it's not being used for anything else you know maybe maybe it's midnight to four in the morning or right. something you know and then on the weekends you could open it up for art artists to use the welding lab for art type oh, yeah. metal wow. forming yeah. and metal work metal work yeah. you know maybe have an adult continuing ed you know so that you've got this welding lab it's not just teaching kids from 16 to 18 how to weld you've got this welding lab that can be used for the community 
you know. I like that. So so that's the type of thing we're you know looking at. That's what you, one of the things that you guys are thinking of putting the application together for and exactly. finding the yeah. funds, the local funds. We're, to... we're looking hard at how we can afford that and what, where where we want to put the location, it. Location, yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. You see, you just don't never realize what economic development. It's not all about the industrial park. We're not and just selling, selling property. Yeah, they used to say chasing smokestacks. You know, you, you used to yeah, you wanted to land that big fish. You know, we want that Mercedes oh, yeah. Benz. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or that Dommler Chrysler assembly plan out there, and then you know we'll just smoke cigars and get fat after that. Lands, <laughs> you know, but. I think we've done very well. I got that well. out of order. I started smoking cigars and got fat before we got that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Shoot. Darn. Oh, well. I want to make sure I had that down right. Hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no, we're not not chasing those smokestacks. What we do is uh, we're a big part of what we do is that quality of life component. because. And I brought this. We had a site selector at uh, Pitco's annual meeting. And she gave a very good uh, PowerPoint presentation and, and talked about what is it that site selectors are looking for? You know, what, what types of things are they? And she had the site selection process. You know, these are how they go about doing things. But what, what are her clients looking for? Things that she's looking yeah. for there. And, and um, I'll leave this with you. I have copies of it. But, you know, we've always talked about these items, you know, the low operating costs. And now she was she was quick to stress these are not in order because that changes from client to client some Depending clients on yeah what, what they're doing yeah some clients have a have a are pretty they think they want they they know exactly where they want that quality of place that quality of life they want is here okay now within that general idea i want to be in the midwest because that's where my product and my distribution is where in the Midwest should I locate? So then that 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 then that accessibility thing, that whole incentives, all that gets jumbled around. But the things they're looking for, the low operating costs, you know, the taxes and utilities. Utilities a big one, you know. I mean, we see that within our county. You, you know, Bremen has their own city utilities. Yeah. Bremen has a pretty good industrial base for a small community at size. Uh, qualified workers. Everybody's looking That's for qualified good. workers. You know, uh, if you have a workforce uh, that the uh, where the labor rates are are competitive, you know, they're not out of out of line. That's a good thing going for you. Big, and then she's got responsive government with clear approval process. That's a big one too because um, there's <laughs> unfortunately there's some red tape with just about any commercial oh, yeah. operation yeah. you know yeah. and if, if you have some government officials that are willing to help out get you through that process you know they they try to make it as uncumbersome as possible that is a big plus you well know? divert needed a variance yep even though they are in an industrial right. zone the the what they want to do and they are an industrial business. What they want to do was a special use. Yeah. So yeah. they needed to get a variance of special that this is a special use. It's permitted, but you have to get permission to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the city, uh, you know, w went and did that, um, yeah. you know, and worked forward to get that so right. that that building could be sold. Right. Right. So and then. Um, but one of the items on that list is quality of place. And, you know, you always hear that. Um you know, Gosh, and there's no little like 
dots underneath it about quality place like well, schools, parks, uh, activities. Quality of life. You know, right here it okay. talks about experiences, experience. not things. So, so uh, it's it varies. You know, quality of place, quality of life. It's it's quality of place. Does that mean okay? Look, we're centrally located. It's what an hour and a half into Chicago, an hour and a half down to Indianapolis. That, it's five, four hours over to Detroit, but <laughs> Kalamazoo. Believe right. me, I know it's four hours over to Detroit. <laughs> You've driven that a couple times during uh, baseball season. Uh, yeah, for about 10 years, I was driving that <laughs> at least once a week. So, yeah. <laughs> but, the you know, that we are really centrally located. Exactly. And that is part of quality of place. But a big, also part of quality of place is that um, does it have the natural resources maybe that uh, – people are looking for are there uh opportunities for people to get outside and take advantages of lakes and streams and trails you know that that wouldn't that be more quality of life yeah, that yeah but it is that you're talking quality of place you know what that they kind of go hand in hand right exactly yeah that's why it's kind of a blur between quality of life and quality of place but quality of place you know those those are available to be taken advantage of you know so and then quality of life, obviously. You know, what kind of schools do you have? Right. Um, the, uh, the cultural scene, uh, amenities of you know restaurants and uh, shopping, shopping and festivals. Things. Just all that falls in there. It would be interesting to see somebody actually like kind of. Okay, let's go through the quality of life because I think people would be shocked at what you know is available. Just like just like. Um, in the in the county park board, mm-hmm. you guys are looking at additional kayak and canoe right, launches. Right. Exactly, that would be the quality of life. Something that, especially something that not every community has. Right, right. It's unique. Uh, uh, we we have this resource, the Yellow River. Uh, it's a you know, and that would like you said, quality place. We've got a natural yeah. a river coming right through downtown here. Quality of life is how how do we take advantage of that? You know, are we offering things to do is it yeah. easily accessible we take way more advantage of it now than we did oh yeah back in our days oh, I back mean, in our day it was just a place to dump sewage yeah bicycles <laughs> I mean, honestly and yeah tires was, and well, they that's had that all it was molasses spilled <laughs> how i forget what decade that was yeah. but it took a while to get over that yeah it, you can actually i mean you remember kathy you couldn't you wouldn't bother to fish in the yellow river no. there were none there no. yeah well you they're everywhere now right so right. we've, we've done back. a good job of cleaning that up making yeah. it a resource and and that work continues you yeah know, i know that soil and water is still continuing to work right. on that sort of thing so and then obviously i don't know one of the tools in our toolbox here are tax abatements. Mm-hmm. The state also has the ability to offer some incentives. Yeah, some incentives uh, as far for, as a... so they they're looking at you know well, what will you do? And there are believe it or not, there in Indiana, there are towns that will give you the ground. Yeah, I mean they're not selling it to you; they're going to give it to you because they know you're going to build on it, and then you're going to pay taxes, and we're going to get our money back. Right, right. Um, but we don't we don't do that here. But we do do tax abatements, and and it's a, it is expected anymore. It's yeah. not a unique thing. Every town is doing that, and so it is 
you know, expected that I'm going to go there and I'm going to be able to apply for a tax abatement. Right. Yeah. It's that's almost a given. You know that now if you can get the state to jump on board. Now, do you work then with the state? Yes, we do. Uh, Dave Bear is our our uh, Indiana Economic Development Corporation. uh, person and uh we talk, work with him in the state you know hand in hand on, say we got this company these. that's yep. interested you know they want to know what kind of incentives yep and, that's and, uh part of like i mentioned ct polymer over in bourbon you know the local bourbon offered them uh tax abatement and now the state has uh, some additional incentives they're working with them on cool yeah so we work with all those um trying to think of there some of that also is uh Training for their employees, uh, for the workforce, workforce training. Uh, the state can o- often uh, give them some incentives there so that they give them some funds to help them train new employees and things. Yeah. So that's, oh, I know what, I, what you uh, – the site selector yesterday – talked about there's some interest down at state and i had heard a little bit about this but uh doing away with uh, personal property taxes in indiana would go a long way because yes it would that is that is a big (laughs) part of uh tax payments that's in the actual equipment they get taxed on that uh like a like a piece of real estate yeah and uh if we did away with that i know that at one time Bomarco several years ago was looking at doing some expansion, and they they did it here in Plymouth. But uh, one of their options was moving to Wisconsin. They had uh, some they had some uh, distributors up there, and Wisconsin doesn't have personal property taxes, so they wouldn't have had to. But pay they taxes. make that up somewhere else. I oh, mean, I'm sure. Comes, I, I don't know what, yeah. how they get it, but yeah, that's I mean, and that's what they'd have to work out here in Indiana. Is okay. Uh, how are the local communities going to be able to fund if we did away with that personal property tax? Where See, are we going to get my, the funds to run the, the local communities? My ears pricked up when you said personal and tax. I didn't hear the property in the middle, <laughs> so I was kind of thinking, yeah. Florida? Yay! <laughs> we can do that. Yeah, uh, so you know, it's, I, it's, I, I could see how that would be Yeah, a, a real incentive. All right, and and I don't, I don't know if that would be... Like a sales tax increase for because ultimately personal property taxes because it's on the equipment in the manufacturing gets passed on in the cost of the goods that they're manufacturing and ultimately passed down to the consumer. So if we don't tax the manufacturer for the, the equipment, uh, would we pass that on and raise that funds from sale of the goods? You know, because that's ultimately right. Yeah, who's going to pay it? Yeah, you know, somebody's got to pay it. Yeah, I don't. Well, See, the if they want to raise the funds to run this, the communities yeah. which are running off personal property taxes, it's got to come from somewhere, right? Because yeah. I long, long time ago <laughs> when I started in in covering it, man, it must have been the early nineties <laughs> or before. Wow, um, that's back when we actually had to refer to the the uh, stone, right? The, yeah, the Rosetta Stone. You when the, when the only way to do research wasn't to type it in, you had to go to the, library find the book the card catalog uh, the card catalog and navigate <laughs> yeah, that it was at the end uh, of that long aisle yeah, and yeah. trudged up towards that card oh, yeah. catalog you know 
I've lost all of that I, that yeah. knowledge. Um, <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System. Did you always have those numbers? Remind like the seven hundreds were. Like oh, I had, yeah, I had them memorized. Yeah. Believe me, because yeah. I lived in the library. <laughs> I lived there, especially oh, in college. That won't be here. This is the four hundreds. That's the how to section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, now I forgot where I was going. Um, <laughs> Paying taxes. So, um, the way it was explained to me when I first, was that you have one pie, and the only th- you're not going to create more pie. It can't. It can't happen. There's only so much pie you can have. All you can do is divide the slices up in different ways, um, and that's you know what what. Yeah. If you're going to take away personal tax, well, you can't just take that piece of the pie away, and you, you got to refill right. the pie yeah. there. Yeah, and that's so. uh, and that's a zero sum thinking. In that, you know, uh, you you know, like you said, we're not creating more pie. We've got pie, in, but maybe we get out of that box and we start thinking more along the lines of, uh, hey, let's create more pie instead of figuring out how we can divide this pie. Ooh, I want sugar cream. Let's figure yeah. out how to make a new pie. How to make a bigger pie so that yeah. maybe by getting rid of the personal property tax, uh, we can bring more manufacturing into the state. The pie gets bigger. We got more more employees, more work, uh, more sales. You know, maybe increase our revenue in other directions, you know, by, by mm-hmm. you know, because our, our population is kind of, kind of stagnant you know how do we get, bring more people into the state you know i mean it's there's two ways to look at it <laughs> you know yeah. and and, and, I, and i know that 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 zero sum that the, the pie is this big and we've got to divide it is is the short term your answer right yeah. we we need this much revenue to run the state run the cities run the counties where's it going to come from right long term what can we do to get that pie and yeah. you know how can we make it easier for everybody to to get a piece yeah interesting very interesting well uh, have anything else that's on your list or did you um, cover your list i think i i oh i wanted to mention uh oh, we gotta talk a little bit about park too yeah, yeah. uh NTAP, indiana technical assistance program is a program to the small business administration if you have a small business or a small manufacturer in the state of Indiana, they have a program. I would look that up. Uh, if you Google NTAP, uh, that's an acronym for Indiana Technical Assistance Program. They are offering 15, up to $15,000 in grants that they will, if you've got a new product you want to bring to, to market, uh, maybe a new logistical system, maybe new uh, inventory, you know, there are some uh, regulations about what this can't be used for, but if you're looking for some assistance, it's worth it's worthwhile looking into this NTAP. And uh, I know these the uh, applications for this will be about a month away, so uh, now's the time to if you're thinking about looking at that, go online. It's uh, NTAP. Uh, it's through the Indiana Small Business Administration, and it's uh, worthwhile. But I wanted to mention that. And then uh, um, we got our state unemployment numbers yesterday, but we're getting noon today for yes. the counties. Yes, exactly. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll know. We had a. It, it's been it's been so low that yeah, yeah. I, and I, I I'm pretty sure it's going to stay that there. Uh, you know? uh, I, the state went down point three percent down to two point seven percent, which is 
almost a full well it is actually over a full percentage lower than the u.s unemployment rate so so does that mean that we don't have enough people living in the state for new business to look at us because we don't have enough people to it's it, apply? It, it is a twofold it's situation our our um because i was looking at those numbers too and our um and what's the number i'm looking for it's uh Oh, uh, participation rate's the number I was looking for. Our participation rate in that uh, we have a population in, in Indiana of X. 61% of that X is involved in the workforce, uh, which actually I think I've got this backwards. Our participation rate is higher than the national participation rate. So our, our participation rate is probably about 67%. I remember the two numbers were 67, 61 so the U.S. sixty-one percent of the U.S. population is involved in our workforce. That means about thirty-nine percent either are disabled, can't work, too young to work, uh, too old to work, mm-hmm. um, are just not out there searching for a job. You know, for for whatever reason, maybe they are involved in the black market. Even you know, yeah, who knows? <laughs> and. Uh, so 31% of the population of the United States is not part of that workforce. Uh, Indiana's uh, 67% of, of Indiana. So that's that's a good participation rate. It's been higher. It'd be nice to get it higher. But that's that workforce number is that 67%. And that number has been going down some. Now this is uh, uh, part of that is the great resignation you know uh with with covid baby boomers typically in in prior years that age group participated in the workforce at and i and once again these i'm gonna just pull these numbers out because i think i'm in the ballpark but i I could be off a couple they typically participated in rate about 12 to 15 percent of that oldest age group were still in the workforce they just didn't want to retire. Mm-hmm. They worked, you know, baby boomers, that number kept bumping up, kept bumping up, bumping up to like about 20% of them were participating in the workforce. And they're such a big number that now with this big resignation, they all were <laughs> idled and like, you know, I think I can make ends meet. I don't have to go to work really every day. And I, I might want to yeah. enjoy life before I get the COVID and turn cold. Yeah. So anyway, um, that number is still slightly higher than what it traditionally had been, but it's coming back down to what it's traditionally been. Mm-hmm. So those numbers are dropping out of the workforce. You know, so that's interesting. Uh, now, I didn't really think about that, but that yeah. does make sense. Yeah. So now, now you you don't, and there that's such a big number. You know, that baby boom was such a big number. Oh yeah, yeah. There hasn't been a generation to match that number coming through to fill those spots. And I know it's been mentioned that, you know, uh, people were, as, as wages are coming up, coming up, people aren't working those three jobs, three part-time jobs. They're only working two part-time jobs. Yeah. You know, so now that third part-time job is going idle, and who do we get to fill that? Right. So. See, and I had a, a friend uh, who made the comment, you know, now that wages are going up so high, like uh, at pretzels and places like that. Yeah. Why would you want to work in retail and deal with the public? Oh, exactly. And there's a lot of people and, you know, yeah. a lot of people saying, 
I can make five more dollars an hour and I don't have to deal with somebody wanting to talk to the manager every five yeah. minutes. I'm definitely going to well, go. Well, and manufacturing had a stigma about it, you know, that for years that it was dirty, monotonous, yes. uh, dangerous work, you know, and it really isn't. I mean, it's not, they don't want to put you in a monotonous, dirty job. You know, Because no. they know you're not going to stay at a monotonous, <laughs> dirty job. So, so they, they, Things have improved quite a bit in manufacturing, and people are are becoming aware of that. And the pay is is so much better than, right. you know. That's the truth. So. Before I let you out of here, though, uh, and talk for a couple of minutes about the the county park board. And, okay. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the historic log cabin on State Road Seventeen. Mm-hmm. We, uh, if if no, if you're not aware that there's a log cabin on State Road 17 where the West School is located, the old West School on that curve, that home that is on the south side, southeast as you're making the curve, uh, side of 17, the, in the back there is a, a, a log cabin from 1830s. It was the original West Township trustees cabin, and uh, it's... It's in pretty good shape because they put some siding over it at one time, and 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 it, it needs some it, in pretty good shape. It's still built in eighteen thirty. So, uh, so yeah. I yeah. mean, it's they don't build them like that. No, anymore. they they need to uh, <laughs> replace a couple logs and a roof and and that sort of thing. But we're we're gonna salvage that log cabin, and we're gonna relocate that down to West Township or West. Um, uh, Memorial Forest, Memorial Forest, yeah. uh, and it's still in West Township, is what I meant to say. There, uh, we've cleaned up that parking area. There was a lot of undergrowth in the trees, and, and clean that out. Is that the parking area on the side road? Is that yeah? You 14th you get to road? it. You get it to it on Fourteenth Road, but okay. you can see it from Seventeen. Okay, where the uh, Boy Scout put the sign. The, I haven't paid attention. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you, you come down 17, and you'll see the sign for Memorial okay. Forest. You turn at 14th Road there, and there's an entrance there and a loop parking. Uh, we're going to put the cabin in there, uh, exact spot. We, we've got a general idea of where. It'll be very visible from 17. There'll be parking. It'll be uh, accessible. And, you, and one of the reasons you chose that is because there would be uh, easier access for buses to park. Exactly. If a school bus was doing a field trip yeah. and they could go to the yeah. cabin. and Yeah, there was some talk about West Township already owns a couple parcels of land really close to where the cabin is presently located. Uh, we were looking at buying a, a little bit of section of land. Unfortunately, there's a regulated drain that runs through there. There's not much parking. It, it kind of out of the... It's not... Real visible, not it's real visible. Backs, so, yeah. so we we thought, you know, I I think this makes more sense, and we don't have to to purchase land. You know, we can do that. So uh, we are, and you don't have to purchase the cabin either. Uh, no, the, the cabin. She she wants it. She just would like it off her property, right. it, which the uh, understandable. It's a kind of a liability. It's about ready to. <laughs> the roof's about ready to fall in on somebody. She, as a matter of fact, she she won't let you in there. Because she's worried. Well, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, um, so we're gonna move move that cabin, have it reassembled and, and built down there at the uh, Memorial Forest, and so we're pretty excited about that. And now you've hired a company. Hired a company that this is what he does. Is he? Uh, um, it's an Amish Amish company. gentleman. Yeah, and uh, he uh, takes them apart, re- rebuilds them, and. 
and and so when he rebuilds it he'll actually make those improvements he'll make that the, need to be done yeah, so it'll be right it, they, secure they're going to put in a, a cement slab down and reestablish the cabin on top of that so the floor will be you know and then also uh, replace a couple logs that are pretty pretty deteriorated uh, most of the logs will transfer down put a new roof over it to keep it weather tight as, as much as we can and then the, the chinking that the part that they used to put mud or cement in between, in between the, logs, the logs yes oh uh, i think it's a if i'm not mistaken and, and i think it's like a synthetic uh material that will uh expand and contract with the temperature it doesn't like cement stays fairly close in, right, in hot yeah, and cold yeah. it doesn't contract or expand too much in that then when you get the expansion in between the logs and that's that's an issue this one expands at about the same rate as a log so it's sticky and you know that's about the expen- extent of my log cabin chinking yeah. knowledge you know yeah. <laughs> and is that something that we'll probably see beginning in the spring we are hoping okay. <laughs> and and that's the plan the uh he's he's we've got a contract sign off uh, as you said, contractors are busy right now, and he not he builds new log cabins, and he also <laughs> moves uh, log cabins. So uh, he he's got some work, you know, and we got to fit into his schedule. So right now, we think it'll be spring. Uh, hopefully, this the cabin's only like sixteen by eighteen. It, it's not real big. Uh, hopefully, that he can fit that into his schedule. You know, get that done. Very good. Um, the other thing is uh, the the trails at Mill Pond continue to expansion, um, and I don't if you haven't seen it, they've done some wonderful little things out there. They put that that wall up. Did you see the yes, bank turn? The, the kind of curvy that you're supposed to drive on. Yeah, you, like, you ride your bike up on yeah. around it, and uh, some small like narrow bridges and type things, and in. in uh, it the trails are for everybody. If you want to just go out there and walk them, uh, run them, you're going to go one direction. If you're riding your bike, you're going to go the other direction so that there's some safety so that everybody you sees see each it. other. Yeah, and then uh, but if you and it they're family friendly trails. You don't have to go <laughs> on the you know I mean they they're for all skill levels. And then but over on the eastern part of that parcel. Uh, they there weren't any trails over there, and they are expanding into that now. So uh, I don't know that they're going to add a full another two two miles of trail, but it, it it would be another nice expansion of the trails. Exactly, and they anticipate that being done before the Memorial Day holiday. Right, so, right, yeah. Um, that, that that's going to yeah. make it. Um, there's and there's been some talk. There's like a, some kind of a pond back in there or something. There's been some discussion of maybe doing a clearing and, and making it so, you know, you could maybe get your bike on and, and then yeah. ride your bike back there with your fishing pole and, yeah. and well, go fishing and anywhere. By, by all means, yeah. Uh, that piece of property, at the mill trail, the trails at Mill Pond are on Mill Pond. And uh, the, that is the, bo- the northern border. That whole property is on Mill Pond. The public access is to the uh, north west of the property nor it's mostly north of it and then uh, so that everybody that goes into mill pond gets puts in there and they see that property so we're just going to uh clear some space so that people can get down there and fish and maybe launch or or 
beach a kayak, you know, if they want to take a break, you know. It's a beautiful place to kayak out there uh, because you can go to several lakes, you know, through put in there at Mill Pond. You can paddle over to, I think, Holland Cook. Uh, Who am I missing one? I know Holland Myers. Myers, maybe. I I forget all the names. I don't think Lawrence, but yeah. (laughs) Anyway, you can. I don't know. It's a lake. You can get two or three of them. I think three of them from there. Any, uh, so that, so yeah, if you, you, and you don't have to worry about two vehicles, you know what I mean? Where oh, if yeah, you go down yeah, the Yellow yeah, River, yeah, you have to somehow <laughs> find a way. to figure out know? how to get, I'm, my car's there and I'm down here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, we're working on that. And then speaking of kayak and canoes, uh, we've got a committee together and boy, they're just going gangbusters too, looking at where can we put some additional kayak launches on the Yellow River. Stark County's in the same uh, boat. They're Thinking working about the same thing. Yeah. yeah, they're they're working away on on doing some launches down there. So we're working in tandem with them. Uh, I know Bremen has a kayak launch there. Should have that done this spring. They've been working on it. It's part of the bank stabilization over there. Uh, so you'll be able to launch in Bremen. Right now, the next official launch is there at uh, Centennial Park behind uh, Sledding Hill. And then there's one down at Riverside River uh, Park, Park Square. River Park yeah. Square. And then, of course, there's unofficial in and outs on bridges. Uh, one of the places we're looking at is Hickory Road, which would be between uh, Centennial Park and Bremen. And the other one is King Road, which would be in between uh, Centennial Park and Bremen. So you'd have a couple that you could, you know, and we'd like to look at them as what's a couple hour float trip? Right. What's a two, three hour float trip that you could? Get in, get out, you know, that because that seems to be what people are looking and, for. And like have a have a look a spot where you can get the car off the road, right? And and yeah. park your car there so that when you get there, you know, you yeah. got a way to get back home. And and one of the things they're looking into and and trying to establish is how much uh, handicap accessibility, ADA accessibility, do we need? Um, we'd like to have it so that anybody could enjoy these. They may not be able to enjoy all of them. Like presently, right. yeah. there isn't any at at the one in Centennial Park, but there is one at River Park Square. Right. Um, it's interesting, though. I, I, more than one person has asked me, "How do they use that?" I, you I, know, so I I I need to yeah. get Eric Saunders oh, to come down. Yeah, and and okay, how how this how does this work for you? Because he's in yeah. a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. and and. And see if he can figure out how he's supposed to use it. The person I would talk to too is uh, Allie Shook because yes. uh, we were. I was just talking to her about some of this stuff, and and she said that even with a family with small kids, it's been helpful to have oh. that. Oh, you know, because yeah. uh, she can get well, just people regular folks. Right, right. Easier. So, so I, you know, and I don't know. Like you said, I don't know the official way of okay. Well, how is a handicapped <laughs> person supposed to do that? You know, but. Uh, and then Stark County, from River Park Square over to the county line, we're looking at what are a couple. And there's a couple bridges that are on the schedule to be uh, redone, worked on. And we'd like to work in concert with them to get some access to the river. I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Um, one spot that I have always thought would be perfect, and I think the city owns the ground, it's over by Plum Street. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. wide open. Yeah, it's not a. St- I mean, the bank is very. It's almost like River Park Square. It's yeah. very, very low. Yep. 
Um, I always thought that would be a great place for even a shelter with a grill. And the reason is because, and I know it's really close to River Park Square, but you get in at uh, the Sledding Hill, mm-hmm. and you come down that river, the most the most interesting and funnest part is when you get into the city limits, like right at Magnetic Park, from there mm-hmm. on down through the rapids, which are under the, the, rapids. the, the railroad bridge. Has oh. it, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, the river changes there. That is the most interesting run from the city limits right out to Plum Street. That's only about an hour, hour and a half. I mean, it's not a long ride. Right. It's it's a great ride. Yeah. And if you could get out right there, your only other option is to go on down to the bridge, which is down by Miller's mm-hmm. Assisted Living. Yep. And the I've tried to get out there. That, yeah, Pulling that. your kayak <laughs> up that bank is, it takes a real man yeah. to get that thing up there yeah uh i've had to come and pull two kayaks out for my wife and a friend who <laughs> hey we got out here i'm like are you kidding <laughs> so yeah that that but that run between right. plum and and the park is just you see this city from a completely different oh point sure of view. sure it's t- it and it's fascinating i know that at the end of plum and i'm 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 pretty sure it's at the end of plum uh, is a reclamation area where uh, they reclaimed some property. Right. You'll see uh, trees planted in there, yes. yeah. and yeah. that, um, and I think that is targeted to be deeded to the park system as it as it gets established. Right. But so, I'm I'm saying so that, that, that would be, be a perfect place yeah. for folks to get out and and take a really nice quick run right. through Plymouth. Yeah. Which is no. the, which is a beautiful ride i yeah. you know the first time i went through town i'm like i can't even imagine this is the same city i live in right, right. from down there and um but i always thought that would be a perfect place to get out because it's easy to get in and out there yeah. there's nothing there right now anyway right why not i mean even if you just do what you did at at, at uh, uh the sledding hill it would be a good yeah. place to get I, out yeah uh, yeah, the, the I don't long. still know if you can do that anymore, yeah. Rusty. You know, the DNR is kind of... We, yeah. Oh, we don't have to tell anybody. Just throw some <laughs> stone down there. I think that's how it there. happened at the sledding hill. The sledding hill I just happened there. to be... You know, right. there's some dirt piles not too tell far from there. Tell you what, I will, I will get a pickup truck and I'll just go down and load some stone down there and you know, <laughs> well, level it out. And, you don't think the Department of... Uh, the engine, the Corps of Engineers is listening right now. Is that I'll, what you? <laughs> you no. know they monitor. This. I'll, I'll do it at night. Okay. They'll, they'll never, they'll never see me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's but but you guys are you know are active. Yeah. Um, you're always looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are interested in biking, you know they have some volunteer times where people go out and clean the trails and that kind of stuff. We, I know um, one of the things they're trying to work on is getting a map of the trails there at, at uh, oh, uh, tra- trails at Mill Pond. You know, they would like to get a trail map right. yeah. so that uh, because we get requests for that. Um, if somebody's got a, a good way to do that, I know they've tried a couple different things. It, uh, there's not very good internet uh, satellite <laughs> service out there or right. something. Yes. Really? It's a little difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can lend them a hand with that, I know they'd appreciate it. Well, the and other then thing, we, too, is that they could put a map and that 
you know, and then along the trail, some signs. So if somebody actually had an issue right. and needed an ambulance, right, they could say, I'm at, I'll say mile marker number two and a half or something right. like that. So they would, you know, I'm on the trail. <laughs> well, we're at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and then uh, we'd like to establish more trails at, at uh, Memorial Forest to get, keep those clean and, and establish more. And uh, we'll be working on that. So those are your two main locations um, at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. Uh, and, and who knows? But, you know, if you have interest, come to the meetings. Yeah. They're on the fir- <laughs> they're on the first Thursday after the first Monday. That's correct. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so after that first Monday, it's that Thursday meeting. Yeah, the first the, the first Thursday after the first Monday. Yeah. At the commissioners meeting. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Upstairs. And, and hopefully at some point somebody is gonna figure out how to do those online so that People don't even have to come out. Yeah, we, we don't have to do, do an in-service yeah. and learn that because yeah. I know the county commissioners are now and yes. the council are now yes. online, so we should be able to do that. They're, they're, I think Plan Commission and BZA are on there, too. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, um, but, um, it, you know, it's kind of fun to see people taking yeah. interest in outdoors and mm-hmm, doing things. Mm-hmm. Um. And that plays into the quality of life. It does. Quality of place, quality right. of life issues. Definitely. And, being, and we've had that. And I don't want to downplay, uh, we also have access to the Tippecanoe River. So if you, yeah. you know, uh, there's another. Yeah, that did come up kayak in one of the and, meetings. And, yeah, you know. canoeing area there. There are public access sites down there. I know that at Padawatomie Wildlife Park, if you give them a call, they've got some canoe kayak rental. Uh, their Their numbers are kind of limited, but. You know, it's not a high demand for it either. So Plymouth is getting somebody donated uh, some kayaks. Yes, to the park department. Yeah, and Plymouth is getting. Yeah. I don't know if they've done. Well, right now it doesn't really matter. Right, right. <laughs> but, I wouldn't recommend anybody yeah. out there today. Yeah, I know that there are some hardy souls that would <laughs> take but, it on, but unless you have an ice cutter ship, I wouldn't you recommend got, yeah. kayaking today. No, you know, an opportunity. That if you're interested, you've seen it, but it's like you don't want to go spend all that money on right. a kayak, and then the yeah. first time it's like, no, this is not for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, their their park department's going to have the rusty makes it look easy. It's really not quite as easy. It's fairly easy, um, but not quite as easy as rusty I, makes. It I look. don't make it look as easy as I used to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in the old days, I actually did something that a bunch of veterans looked at and said, how in the world did you do that? I was going under a log and somehow just picked myself up on the log and carried it over while I'm still in the water and said, how did you even do that? That's impossible. I said, well, um, necessity is the mother of invention. It was either that or get my head taken off and go in the water. So, yeah, I, I figured out a way to get that done. You but. didn't do like an Eskimo roll under it? No. You know? And then and then there was the last time I went, uh, Maggie and I went in the early spring. If she hadn't been with me, I would be dead right now. <laughs> I fell in the water. And, you know, I'm uh, I'm a good swimmer. I'm a powerful swimmer. You're, you're still on the walls. It was not really was not really ready for the temperature of the water. <laughs> yeah. And I went in and and yeah. it was like, no, no I'm not going to live through this. Yeah. That's what they say. That 
so and she was right there and yeah. pulled me up enough that i could get my head out of the water but the minute my head went under it was like all the air went completely out of my body and they and say like, that yeah when people fall through the ice that's the thing you know if, yeah. you, if you're if you're oh, at least yeah. mentally prepared for it yeah you you have a better chance of surviving but that initial shock of oh, hitting that was, ice cold water. Yeah, somehow yeah. she caught the kayak too. I don't know how she did. <laughs> Boy, both you of them. and the kayak. Yeah. She's pretty talented. Yeah, she got she got my head above water. Once my head was out of the water, I was fine. But when I went under, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this is not going to turn out well. Uh, so yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm I'm as good as I ever was, believe but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what does that song say? Once. Not as good as I used to, but I'm as good as I ever whatever it was, that old country song. But yeah. All right. But yeah, that, so uh yeah, come on out to the uh, Check them out. Park Take Gordon. a drive yep. out. Check them out. When you go to the trails at Mill Pond, drive past southbound, drive past the public access right. at Mill Pond, and you'll finally come to it. There is a there, way past. Yeah, there is a, a little bit of parking and some uh, an access there uh, by the public landing, but uh, the main access, the main parking, there's actually a paved paved lot, you know, that you can park at, and, and you, there's lots of trails out there. If you go on past that, down around the curve. Yeah, and, you have and, to go down past that a ways because yeah. I'd never been there, and Jim and I, the first time we went out. Um, yeah, we went in that second little drive at the public access, yeah, uh, thinking yeah. that that's it. And it's like, uh, no, we're at the public access here. <laughs> so, yeah, go yeah. further on south. But there will be some new signage going up, right, too. Right, right. The county's working on with us on putting up some signs. And yeah, we'll... so that's kind of fun. Kind of neat. Yes. All right. Well, Greg, we want to thank you for coming and spending oh, time with us this morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. All oh, right. And I wanted to tell Rusty I was at that comedy show. Uh, oh, you went, did you go see last, Jason? Yes, I did. How was it? Because I was know fun. they they had the uh, lady. Uh, Dean said he called her Gail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mary Ann is her name, but right. yeah, he uh, he called her Gail because she plays Gail the Snail on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> and he's like, you know, I wanted to die. <laughs> I bet. I was having the greatest night of my life, and I was going to meet her, and I walk <laughs> up, and she's Oh, Gail, it's good to... And he, he says immediately, I'm like, where can I go and die? Yeah. No, that was my first time there, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. They had a couple yeah. hundred people in there. and That's not the normal room they use. That's right. the big room, but they, they have the club over in the in the bar, and it's... Yeah, uh, yeah it's it was, a good time. A good, they got some good folks in there. And it's right on the edge of town there. You don't have to venture all the way in, although no. I, I don't want to discourage anybody from venturing into Valpo. It's a nice little town. Right. But uh, it's, it's right it's, on thirty. It's easily accessed yeah. from Plymouth if you're looking for a comedy some night. It's a right yeah. turn on thirty. Yeah, that's all you got. It's do. the old Strongbow. People probably yes. remember oh, the old, yeah, the old sure. Strongbow. Yeah. Yeah. that's where it is. Yeah, it's the old Strongbow. Okay. Well, I knew you. Were, I knew you checked in there. I wondered how you liked the show. It, it, it was fun. We yeah, did. it was good. Cool. Yeah. All Very right. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll take a break and come back and wrap things up. Be right back. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. 
Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County with programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price. You can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. tuned in to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096 or text the show at 574-307-6647. And now here's Kathy and Rusty. It's Kathy's theme song today. She's so cold. That's me every day. (laughs) Walk-up song. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy gets a walk-up song. She's the star of the show. Oh, she gets whatever she wants. That's bottom line she's, there. She's up there with the camel, right? Yeah. <laughs> Greg, you don't sign my check. She does. She gets whatever she wants. <laughs> whatever right. she wants okay. is what we're doing. So. Okay. Well, you know what you need to do? You okay. got a few more songs to play oh, today. Yeah, oh, hang on. Yeah, instead of the Rolling Stones, we got the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, and it is time for us to wish some folks happy birthday. You're going to be entered. In our hat for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, but now that I look at it, uh, no birthdays today. Okay. Get them in here and you will be eligible for that wonderful prize from La Dessert Cafe, also the Coffee Lodge. Speaking of La Dessert Cafe. Yeah. I do have to tell you, I went out to Swan Lake last night and had a burger and fries. $6 burger and fries. It was really good. Absolutely fabulous. And one of the people sitting with me asked for a piece of the white cake and 
they they get their desserts from La from Dessert, Dessert Cafe. Cafe. Yes, oh. and they oh, you know now I will tell you she did offer a you know a, to cut it because it's a huge piece of oh, pie, yeah. Oh, cake, yeah. and one p- person at the party did take it a taste of it, but I said, oh no, thank you, but it sure looked good. Oh come oh, on, oh, eat my it! Gosh. It's like a... white cake, white icing, had strawberry Ooh. jelly in it or something. I was like, oh, that looks so good. See, we've had cupcakes in here before from there. Yes, we for have. For birthdays or whatever. That's a day's investment, one of those cupcakes. This is a. This is not just uh, your mom slapped a little uh, can frosting no, on no, something no. she got from yeah. Pillsbury. This is exactly. like, you, you got a major league cupcake. And there's probably a day's worth of calories in that cupcake, oh. too. Oh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> but so worth it. <laughs> worth every last calorie of it. So exactly. uh, Eat that, go. and then yeah. you do the, the fasting, the intermittent yeah. fasting. Yeah, that's Well, actually, I'm thinking you take your cupcakes down to the uh, coffee lodge, grab some espresso. You got a good day there. <laughs> Oh. You got a good yep, day's yep, worth of yep. whatever. And but. when you crash, you'll be crashing hard oh, and go yeah. to sleep. You'll be fine. You'll be you'll be lovely. <laughs> you'll be golden at that point. Uh, speaking of golden, if you have an anniversary this month, get it to us right now. I think. Uh, let me take a quick look here. You have a one in three chance of winning fifty bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. We don't care when your anniversary no, was in January no, either. Just send it to us, yep. and uh, all the only punishment you have to endure is listening to this song and having us wish you a happy anniversary. So. Uh, get yourself eligible for that at the end of the month. Trading post, nothing in there. Uh, get some stuff into us. Come on. Or it's going away. Yeah. Come on. Christmas, you didn't get stuff you need to re- that you replaced and you want to get rid of. Come on. Send it to us. We'll uh, we'll give you four days for free as long as you have a business for any one of those items. And that is. Uh, that's trading post for the day. That's all I got, Kathy. I'm out of here too. Okay. Well. And we're going to say goodbye now. Tomorrow we're open, right? Right now it's right open now for them tomorrow, open. yes. So. I tried to get a guest. I got him for the following week instead, oh, I think, well. or so. So, so you got an open mic tomorrow. Open mic. Open mic. You, you, you got anything you want to air <laughs> to the public or your routine you want to do, well, a speech you want to give? We Come might, on in. We might need to peruse that. You got some songs with. you want to break? Limitations. You know? Because uh, the FCC says public interest, convenience, and necessity. And if somebody says something libelous on our air, guess what? We get sued, too. So you want to do some character sure. assassination? You got the whole internet. Go for it. This but is not Plymouth. here. You don't have yeah. to worry about that. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. We will be back at 9 o'clock tomorrow. So have yourself a good day.